بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته Welcome to another edition of the program Al-Fiqh ala al-Madhahib al-Arba'a that is jurisprudence according to the four schools of thought. I'm your host Muhammad Musa Bera and with us in the Johannesburg studios is the Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussain. Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullah Mufti sahab. Wa alaykum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Alhamdulillah for the past few weeks we've been discussing many issues of nikah and today we're also discussing issues of nikah but we'll be talking about breastfeeding. So we start with the first question. Uh, yeah, we have a question that many people have thought about but no one has really dared to ask Mufti Sahib, what happens if the husband drinks the milk from his wife intentionally or unintentionally? Yes, we have been inundated with these type of queries and many a time that people wonder what happens in a situation like that. So yeah, we need to break it up and analyze the situation. Number one is that let's say if the husband drank the milk of his wife because now she was pregnant, she gave birth and there is milk and now the husband went to the breast of the wife and drank it, whether intentionally or unintentionally. The first question that will arise, is the nikah still valid of this couple year? So there's ijma and consensus on this issue among the four schools that the nikah is valid. So that's the first issue. The second issue would be that when does a husband drink this milk, is there any penalty, kafara or payment to be done? We would say no, it was totally wrong for him to do so and he has deprived his child of drinking that milk and that is for the baby, not for you. So if it is a wrong, it is a sinful thing for you to do as the husband to deprive the child and drink the milk yourself and in a case like that you need to make tawbah and istighfar and turn to Almighty Allah Azza wa Jalla for forgiveness and repent. That would be the the cause of action that person needs to take. The third thing is that the wife herself should also be circumspect and cautious. She knows that she has milk, so she should not allow the husband to come near when she, that he is her state and a condition. So obviously the husband can fulfill his conjugal rights with his wife, but for him to go and take the milk from the breast, that would not be acceptable. So these are the issues that a person should understand. And many a time people then... Uh, even ask this question that uh, what happens if the milk is not from the breast but it is in a cup or it is in a glass or whatever. So for the husband, whether it is in a cup or whether it is directly from the breast, in all cases it is prohibited and it is only for the child because the aim here is to nourish and maintain and sustain the child. Jazakallah Mufti Sahib. We've received a question from an off-air caller. Can a pregnant woman breastfeed? breastfeed? Yes, this is a very, very interesting question. And in fact, it is mentioned in Mishkat Sharif, a wonderful incident actually. So what happens is that a lady gave birth. MashaAllah, the child is eight months, nine months, one year old. She is breastfeeding the child and now she falls pregnant. When they go to the doctor, the gynecologist, sometimes, occasionally it happens that the doctors or the gynecologists, for whatever reason, from medical perspective, they tell that mother now who is pregnant and breastfeeding at the same time, that stop breastfeeding. So that might be from a medical point of view. However, from an Islamic perspective, for a lady who is pregnant to breastfeed and continue with the breastfeeding, the same example I mentioned, that now the child is eight 
nine months, one year old, and now that lady is pregnant. So can she continue breastfeeding for the child, the first child? Yes, it's totally permissible. Islamically, there's nothing wrong with it. And I was telling you about that incident mentioned in Mishkat Sharif. Nabi alayhi salatu salam said, I wanted to prohibit you, the ummah, from breastfeeding while you are pregnant. But then I saw the people of Rome and the people of the Persians, meaning that information was brought to me, that when the lady is pregnant and she breastfeeds, then it does not cause any harm and any the negativity towards her or the child. So it shows there's no harm in it. And for that we have explicit and clear-cut text of the Master, Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So for a Muslim lady who is expecting and she is is breastfeeding, to continue doing so is totally permissible. But if your doctor tells you you should stop, then you need to ask him that what are the negative or the consequences if you continue because from an Islamic perspective it is totally permissible. So if he says that medically it is something, you know, that is not good or whatever, it might harm the fetus or might harm the baby. So although from an Islamic perspective it does not hold any weight but sometimes we can say as a precaution then you can accommodate what the doctor is saying although you should believe as a Muslim that it is totally permissible for you to continue breastfeeding even whilst you are pregnant with the next baby Jazakallah Mufti Sahib another question is it permissible to use alternatives such as milk powder NAN S26 etc Yes, for a mother or, or the lady in whose care this child has been given, for example, custody, you have children sometimes are brought up by somebody else, and now that biological mother or this foster mother or the guardian, the lady, does not really breastfeed that baby and gives them alternatives, so that is totally permissible. There is no problem with that Islamically. However, one word of caution here, the names you mentioned, Hafsa, we should ascertain and verify that whether they themselves are halal or not because I remember that once we read in the papers and in the Muslim magazines that some of these uh, alternatives were not really permissible and acceptable due to the ingredients itself. So here we would separate it into two issues. We would say issue number one is are alternatives permissible when the baby is one day, one week, one month old? Yes, it is permissible to use alternatives although the mother's milk, the female milk is the best and may I'm using the word mother and female in case of a foster mother and the second we would say is that when a person uses these alternatives they should verify and ascertain that it is absolutely halal this would be one of the greatest tragedies that when our child is so innocent pure and clean and masoom then we infiltrate that child's system and we bring in the child's system that nutrition or that substance that is unacceptable and prohibited and forbidden in Islam so that would be a travesty of justice Jazakallah Mufti Sahib Mufti Sahib, which individuals becomes haram after breastfeeding? What we need to understand here is that Nabi alayhi salatu salam said, yuharrimu minal radama yuharrimu minal nasab that now I am born to my parents, so I have my father, I have my mother so what would happen in a case like that? That when a lady breastfeeds me, she's not my biological mother, a lady who's a stranger to me, she has breastfed me. So she becomes my foster mother, her husband becomes my foster father, and what will happen is 
that the children she has breastfed, her own children, so they would become my foster brothers and foster sisters. So it shows that it will go upwards and it could go sideways also. That is, that my my foster mother would be haram upon me, the grandmother would be haram. If it is a girl, then the foster father would be haram upon her and uh, the, the dead lady's own children. So it means the sons and daughters would become my foster brother, foster sister. So all that would become haram. And what is the impact and consequences of that? So meaning that I cannot marry that lady in future, nor can I marry her daughter because she has breastfed the daughter as well. So it shows that these are the consequences about the rada'a, about the breastfeeding. Therefore, Nabi alayhi salam mentioned as a principle and usul, yuharrimu min rada because of this breastfeeding it becomes haram. Haram means the laws of hijab would fall away. It means that that law of marriage, that you cannot get married to this lady here. The same laws that are applicable in lineage. So in blood relationship, the same law would be applied in the case of this case where the breastfeeding takes place. If you just join us, the program is called Al-Fiqh Al-Madhahib Al-Arba'ah, that is jurisprudence according to the four schools of thought. Muftisab, is there a difference of opinions amongst the four schools of thought on the minimum amount that uh, that is drunk by the child? Okay, yes, there is a difference of opinion. The Maliki jurist and the Hanafi jurist say that once the mother, mother is obviously she's haram because of blood relationship, but whether it be the mother or whether it be a foster mother, the strange lady, so once they have breastfed their child, and the child is two years old, or younger than two years old, three months, six months, seven, eight, nine months, whatever the case might be, and they breastfed the child, whether it is one drop or whether it is several drops or several fillings, so now that lady will become the foster mother, and this child will become the foster child they are haram upon one another they cannot marry there is no hijab between them so that is the viewpoint and verdict of the Hanafi and Maliki jurist when we ask them what is your evidence and proof that is what fiqh is all about bring your proof so they say that the Quran states and the mothers that have breastfed you so this ayat here is mentioned unconditional and without any restriction so it is mutlak what we call and it is unconditional so whether a person drank who is two years old or less than two years from that lady who is breastfeeding him or her for that matter so what would happen is that the hurma and the prohibition would be now established she becomes the foster mother the child becomes the foster child and it's not necessary for example the child is one year old one and a half year old now it is difficult for the foster mother to breastfeed him directly from the breast because he might be biting the nipples and whatever else so in a case like that that she now puts it in a bottle or in a glass or in a tumbler and from there the child drinks so still the same law would apply according to the Hanafi and Maliki jurists and that is irrespective of the amount that the mother would become the foster mother and the child the foster child then we went to Imam Shafi'i and Imam Ahmad bin Hanbal rahimahullah. They say no. There must be five times where the foster mother breastfed this child. 
When we ask them, Imam Shafi'i, Imam Ahmad bin Hanbal, you cite your evidence and proof. They say, Nabi alayhi salatu salam said, La tuharrimu al-masatu wal-masatan, walal-imlajatu walal-imlajatan. Meaning that one time, two time, when the child suckles, that does not make it haram. And one, two time, when the woman breastfeeds, that does not make it haram. So five different times when that lady breastfeeds the child, after the five fillings, we can call it, then the child will now be established as a, as a foster child of that lady, and that lady will be considered the foster mother. And for this, there are ahadiths in various compilations, Tirmizi, Abu Dawood, Nasai, all have mentioned this about Khamsuradha'atin, the five breastfeedings. So the hadith they used by Imam Shafi, Imam Ahmad bin Hanbal, Rahimahullah, and the Hanafis and the Maliki scholars, Rahimahullah, state that the Quran mentions, Wa ummahatukum and it is unconditional. So that is how you have difference of opinion based on each one has their own evidence and it is not following their whims and fancies. Jazakallah Muftisab for that explanation. Muftisab, if children drink from the same cow, then what happens? Yes, we all know today we get milk from the cow or the camel or the goat. And now if a person drinks from there, then my son drank and Afsab, who is one year old, for example, your daughter drank from there and from that cow or that goat or that camel. And she's one year old or two years old, one and a half year old. So between them, they would be no relief. They would not be considered as a foster brother or a foster sister because that is part of what all Allah has made halal for us and if we just look at the beauty and glory of the Quran وَإِنَّ لَكُمْ فِي الْأَنْعَامِ Almighty Allah says that verily in these animals this cattle there is a lesson to be learned for you نُسْقِيكُمْ مِمَّا فِي بُطُونِيَا that we give you to drink what is in their bellies مِنْ بَيْنِ فَرْثِيُ وَدَمِ اللَّبَنًا خَالِسَا one side is the excreta one one side is the blood. In between these two impurities, Almighty Allah blesses you. Lebanon khalis and sa'igallisharibin with such milk that is palatable to you and you enjoy it when you drink. It is a mercy of Almighty Allah Azza that He has blessed humankind with that milk. So that would not be a source or a means that now this son drank from there, that daughter drank from the same animal, so they become foster brother, foster sister. No. There is no such thing like that in Islam. It must be the human milk that we are speaking about and not the milk from the animal. Jazakallah Mufti Sahib. Lastly, we'd like to know who breastfed Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Okay, a wonderful question, seeing that we are on the threshold of Rabiul Awwal as well, so we'll discuss this. One point I just want to highlight here, Afsab, and it just came to my mind now. Therefore, in Islam, when we study what happens in the Western countries, they have blood banks. So to have and take blood from there is fine, is acceptable. For example, a person needs blood, and he takes the blood from there, blood transfusion is done, and so forth and so on. That's permissible. But they have milk banks. So milk bank is not permissible in Islam. Why is a milk bank not permissible in Islam? Because milk is a source of making A, the lady, haram to the son or the daughter who's B, who's two years old or younger. 
So therefore, no Muslim country can have milk banks as they have in some Western countries because that would lead to a great amount of confusion. My son drank from there, your daughter drank from there, and we would not know who is who is the foster brother, who is the foster sister. So therefore, in Islam, a milk bank would not be allowed and acceptable. Wonderful question, who are the murdiat? Who are the ladies, the honorable ladies who breastfed the master Rahmatullil Alameen Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam So we say there are four ladies One, the obviously the biological mother Sayyida Amina Radiallahu Anha The mother of Nabi Alayhi Salatu Salam Number two, Umma Ayman Who is Umma Ayman? Umma Ayman's name is Baraka Her agnomen, her kunya is Umma Ayman And she hails from the continent of Africa From Africa she was An African, a black lady Breastfed our master Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. The intense love she had for Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam. So that also we can discuss in a future program And then the third one was Halima Saadiya. We all know of her incident That when she came to Makkah Mukarramah after the birth of the master Nabi alayhi salatu salam then there was no one who wanted to take Nabi alayhi salatu salam because he was a yatim but what did they realize that yatim who will change the course of history nay that will change the course of entire creation so Hazrat Halima Saadiya buried in Baqi also radiallahu anha so she is the third lady and the fourth lady Thuwayba people pronounce it wrong the name Thuwayba Thuwayba Abu Lahab When the news came That there's an addition In the family Of Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam, So out of happiness And joy He pointed to her A finger And said that Go That you are free That is Abu Lahab Set Thuwayba free And she is one of the Murdi'a One of the fortunate And illustrious ladies To breastfeed the master Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So we have four ladies Hazrat Amina radiyallahu anha, Hazrat Halima Saadiya, Hazrat Umm Ayman, and Hazrat Thuwayba radiyallahu anha. Jazakallah Mufisa for that wonderful explanation And Jazakallah to you the listener For tuning into the program Al-Fiqh Al-Madhahib Al-Arba'a That is jurisprudence according to the four schools of thought From myself Muhammad Musa Bera Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussain It's Fi Amanillah Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh